Hi, welcome to the Fantastic Forecast, Christmas special number five. I'm Dave Elliott, and now that the war on Christmas is over, I can finally do the Fantastic Forecast Christmas special again. Every December, I'll be talking about a different comic featuring the members of the Fantastic Four in a Christmas-themed story. On this episode, it's Marvel 2-in-1, number 74, from the Christmas of 1980, A Christmas Peril, by writer Mark Grunewald and artist Frank Springer. It was a few days before Christmas, and all through the store, last-minute shopping is being done by members of the Fantastic Four. They're buying tons and tons of material goods, and it's my assumption, Reagan just won time to worship self-indulgence and consumption. Sue Richards is there shopping with a few bags in hand. Reed has his arms wrapped around a dozen boxes like a huge rubber band. Ben has the most packages, with a Christmas tree on top of his heap. A puny Christmas tree this close to Christmas. Are they really that cheap? Even Alicia is carrying six boxes and a bag. And you must bear in mind, this is very impressive she's walking with both hands full while being blind. Franklin already has a fire truck, Sue tells Ben in some fun repartee. Ben replies to her, Are you kidding, Sue? That was for me. Alicia reminds Ben to send out his Christmas cards. He almost sent none. Ben asks if they should go to the Yancey Street Gang or maybe Ronald Reagan. Alicia suggests mailing a card to the Puppet Master. It might make him smile. And choosing between the Yancey Street Gang and Reagan, her stepfather is considerably less vile. And in an amazing coincidence that you can always count on in comics, we get a plot twist that is more crazy than this new Reaganomics. Puppet Master is getting out of prison today, and so now he's free again. He gets all his personal effects back, including a Christmas card from Ben. Of course, they made a huge mistake with Parole and his early discharge. The boat drops him off and he says, Let the world beware, the Puppet Master is once more at large. So he heads to a building on the Lower East Side. He has to make a stop to his undiscovered secret lair, untouched for years, his master workshop. He thinks to himself that it's good to be back in his lair, plotting once again. I can launch my next plot against mankind. Where do I begin? He goes to his safe, opens it, and finds his radioactive clay, all soft and runny. All the clay's decayed, it's ruined. The puppet master does not find this funny. To replace the clay, he needs to go to Europe, but he can't afford that trip. He sees a letter with his stuff, he picks it up and proceeds to rip. Inside the letter is a Christmas card from Ben Grimm, which he finds shocking. He figures it can't be serious, it's a joke. Ben Grimm is only mocking. But Puppet Master never stops his evil plans. In this way, he's tenacious. This may be the boldest scheme of my career. I am nothing if not audacious. And so it's Christmas Eve, and a party is being held at Fantastic Four HQ. The guests include luminaries such as Quasar and Aquarian. What a coup! The rest of the guests seem to be unknown civilians there to join the fun. 
Odd how there's no FF guest stars. This is strictly a party for Marvel 2 and 1. There seems to be a love triangle with some woman between Aquarian and Quasar. She seems more interested in that bearded old hippie Aquarian. Isn't that bizarre? A buzzer goes off and Reed is surprised. All their guests have already arrived. He turns on the lobby monitor. It's the puppet master. How contrived. He got the card from Ben and decided to come to the Christmas party. He explains he got out of prison early. Good behavior. Now he's a parolee. Alicia, despite years of abuse, is happy and tells Ben to let him in. He comes up the stairs. Alicia gives him a hug and a kiss to her only kin. Puppet Master tries to be polite and says he's been rehabilitated. Ben immediately regrets sending out a card to this creep he's always hated. So the party continues with merrymaking and Christmas caroling. It's time for gifts. Puppet Master gets none. That's got a sting. Puppet Master says that's okay, but Franklin offers him something from his stack. What would PM do with Ruby's Cube or toys from Empire Strikes Back? He does think of something he'd like instead of taking a children's toy. He would like a trip to Europe. Well, that's something he would enjoy. Franklin says they have planes and rockets that can take him to Europe for a bit. In the morning, they're getting on the pogo plane. Man, the FF are really falling for this shit. It's Puppet Master Ben and Alicia who are climbing into the ship and they blast off and into the sky to begin their European trip. They're going to Puppet Master's home country, or so he tells Ben Grimm. The country is called Transia. He acts like he's just going on a whim. It's a Balkan country in Europe, very small and quaint. And is this the kind of place anyone goes on vacation? It ain't. They left New York in the morning and arrive in Europe when it's night. The pogo plane is a rocket. It's not that slow. What happened on that flight? So they check into the inn, get three rooms, and everyone has their own. And later that night, Puppet Master leaves the inn and goes out all alone. He heads out looking for radioactive clay. Since he needs some more, he finds a spot to dig for it on nearby Mount Wondergore. So he starts digging in the cold, frozen ground down there on his knees when he looks up and notices two wooden soldier men, both the size of trees. In the morning, Alicia goes to knock on her stepfather's door with no reply. They enter the room, see his bed hasn't been slept in, and they both wonder why. They ask the old man working at the desk if he saw the puppet master go out. He says no, so Ben and Alicia go out into the town and go looking all about. They talk to so many people, they probably lose count. Then, someone tells them about this woman in a cottage up on the mountain. So, Ben Grimm hikes up the mountain in the snow with his future bride. They find the cottage, knock on the door, and the mysterious woman lets them inside. She's got a shawl over her head, so they cannot see her face at all. A guy with long white hair is on the floor playing with a wooden soldier doll. She recognizes Ben Grimm as a member of the Fantastic Four. She offers him cookie and then some tea, which she proceeds to pour. In 1980, I'm surprised she doesn't think they might be witnesses of Jehovah. She says the other guy is Modred, and her name, her name is Bova. Oh, I've seen this woman before. I recognize her now. She removes her shawl and reveals that she's a talking cow. So she starts to tell her story and involves the high evolutionary. He was working on some genetic experiments that were quite revolutionary. Doing genetic experiments on animals, that seems a little shady. 
Bova was an actual cow, and he used his invention to turn her into a lady. She became a caretaker for all the other animal people that he made, until the High Evolutionary ran off into space, leaving her alone and waylaid. She continued to take care of orphans and to scratch her caretaker itch. If I recall, two of those children she cared for were Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. She also says Modred was possessed by a demon and could not take the strain. After the demon was driven away, he was left with only a childlike brain. Boba says it's getting dark, a storm is coming, and lets them spend the night. Alicia seems overly concerned about her abusive stepfather and hopes that he's alright. Late at night, as everyone is asleep, we see Modred there in bed. He starts to bring his toy soldiers to life with magic from his head. Puppet Master is shrunken down to toy soldier size because of Modred's spell, and he's being chased by the other toy soldiers, and he proceeds to run like hell. He runs to a bed. He climbs up the sheets to the top where he finds Ben Grimm asleep, shrunken in size too, still sleeping up there. He wakes up, points out their size, and that something is askew. They look over and they see Alicia still asleep, but she's still normal size too. So Ben grabs Puppet Master and jumps from the bed down to the floor. They run across the room and they reach a very large bedroom door. Puppet Master mentions that he has some clay and now he has a plan. He's going to make a puppet of and control Modred the Sleeping Magic Man. We learn in his thoughts that Puppet Master found a little clay before he was caught. But before they can do that, there is one more problem with his little plot. They open the door and a whole army of wooden soldiers is ready to fight. It isn't hard for Ben as he trashes them easily as you'd expect he might. Puppet Master is worried that the toy soldiers are shooting real bullets. But Ben keeps fighting off the toys. This dude never quits. A toy dragon shows up. So Ben drives him away by spinning a giant top. Insert joke here about Ben finding a giant top. Man, I never stop. Ben climbs up a dresser carrying Puppet Master like a sack of potatoes. And the toy soldiers shoot Ben in the foot. Man, they shoot him right in the toes. Ben tosses Puppet Master to the top, where he immediately starts working with his clay. Ben gets shot in the back, falls to the floor, but really he's okay. Puppet Master makes the doll of Modred and starts commanding him to change them back. The thing continues to fight toys, including a toy bear that starts to attack. Ben leaps on the bear and bounces up to a nearby bed. Modred is sleeping there and Ben runs over to his unconscious head. Into Modred's ear. Hey, wake up, wake up, Ben proceeds to loudly say. Modred sits up, saying, Bad monster, don't hurt me, get away, get away. With Modred awake, the toy soldiers stop moving, but Ben is still small. Bover the cow lady wonders what's going on, and she steps out into the hall. She goes over to tell Modred to relax, but he was only dreaming. Hey, watch where you're sitting! Little Ben Grimm is there screaming. Bova and Alicia try to find Ben, but they don't have any luck. They don't see that Ben is stuck as a small person, which really must suck. Bova asked Modred about the Orange Man, and Modred was scared. Worried about Ben and Puppet Master, I sent them away, Modred declared. Alicia hears something down by her hand. She says it sounds like a mouse. She picks up the little person, has a look, and realizes it's her future spouse. Ben speaks in her ear and tells her that Modred shrunk him, and her stepfather too. Alicia's crying, 
been in PM, being shrunk is something she wants Modred to undo. So Modred says he doesn't know how, but he'll give it a crack. He shuts his eyes and concentrates, and soon, Ben and Puppet Master are back. Standing there at normal size, Alicia gives him hugs. She's filled with joy. No one, not Ben, not Puppet Master, was fond of being the size of a toy. As he hugs Alicia, Ben says about Modred, You gonna spank the kid or what? Is Ben going to offer to spank Modred? A plan to get his hands on that butt? So Bova puts Modred back to bed, saying that no harm has been done. And in the morning, Ben, Alicia, and Puppet Master say goodbye. They have to run. Puppet Master goes over to Modred and says he can make his wooden soldiers move, even when awake, and gives him a radioactive clay soldier to control his wooden soldier. Oh, for goodness sake. Now, can radioactive clay make an inanimate object move as well? I don't think it worked like that. Oh, that's stupid as hell. Puppet Master says that he didn't have any friends as a child, and he can relate. All he had were his puppets. Yeah, a doll was his only playmate. And in some weird pop psychology, Puppet Master goes on to speak his own truth. He reveals that he began to treat people like the puppets of his youth. You'll never be lonely as long as I'm here, Alicia tells her stepdad. She's being awfully nice to her abusive stepfather, the guy who's very bad. They get into the pogo plane and Ben has a slight quibble. I like you better as a villain, leastwise then you are more predictable. Don't worry, Grim. The mood will pass, he replies back to Ben. Soon he'll be back to no good committing crimes once again. So this is the end of the story. It probably fell to enthrall. It says, and don't tell Donald Trump, Happy Holidays to all. There's a choir outside of my house Singing Silent Night For any little thing that's gone wrong Christmas makes it right Children are singing Christmas carols and everybody's holding hands. We've got that Christmassy feeling again. Singing joy to the world and here comes Santa Claus. Mama's baking turkey and daddy's making popcorn balls. And sisters hanging mistletoe. There's goodwill to all men. We've got that. Christmas Eve feeling